because of COVID, we didn't do um, the uh, service last year, catacomb service, and I didn't even think about it this year, uh, where we did the bread and all that on Thursday. Yeah. We didn't do it last year because of the COVID, and I'm like, I totally forgot this year I should have scheduled it, but we'll get it back on the schedule for next year. And for those of you that don't know, we did a Thursday service. Um, a Baptist pastor of mine, they do, it's called a catacomb service because this, you know, after Jesus was arrested, they were scattered. And they, he uh, has a recipe for an unleavened bread, but it's a honey unleavened bread. And I, I, I baked a bunch of it. We just sat here and ate while we preached, you know. And uh, it was good, too. <laughs> I got to find that recipe. So, but uh, anyways. Hey, listen, we're going we're gonna to do some worship. And uh, we're going to pray and stand up. So let's, let's stand up tonight. We're going to go ahead and, and pray. Father, we thank you that we can be in your house Lord, I thank you that you are already here, Father. And Lord, tonight, there are some of us that are coming in that we need some things. And Lord, we're bringing them into, into your presence tonight, God. We're setting them at your feet. So Lord, we need a fresh touch from you, a fresh fire. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. We ask this all in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, shout an amen with me tonight. Come on, you ready?
having a tough week so far? No? Hadn't been too bad? No? Hey, come on. A little bit of rain here and there, right? Maybe we need rain. Listen. Sometimes it's those times where we just we just ask the question, God, what are you really doing? We ain't got a clue. But you know what? This next song right here, it, I'm sure they asked it every day. Every day, they ask him. This is my comfort. 
night won't last Your word will come to pass My heart will sing your praise again Jesus, you're still
sound of his voice Seas that are shaken and stirred Can be calmed back in front of me will be thrown into the midst of the sea come on through it all through it all my eyes are on you through it all through it all it is well through it all through it all Come on. Trust 
waves and wind still knows your name. So let go of my soul and trust. Waves and wind still know his name. Right here, waves. Waves and wind still know his name. Waves and wind still know the name of Jesus. Waves and wind they know the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sleeves, the angels putting on the ritz. Our God is an awesome God. His thunder in his footsteps, lightning in his fist. Our God is an awesome God. The Lord wasn't joking when he kicked them out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. The return is very close. We better be believing. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He with wisdom, power, and love, our God is an awesome God. One more time. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. Wisdom, power, and love, our God is an awesome God. The sky was starless in the void of the night. Our God is an awesome God. He spoke into the darkness, created the light. Our God is an awesome God. Judgment and wrath we poured out on Sodom. Mercy and grace he gave us at the cross. I hope you've been, you've been forgotten that our God is an awesome God. Come on. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom and power and love. Our one more time. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God, our God is, is an awesome God. Tell you what, I love that song, but boy, that verse is fast. Especially when your piano player's got to look at his fingers. <laughs> Y'all laugh, but it's true. Generally, I let the girls sing it so I can watch. Whew. Lord Jesus, I hope you that we have not too quickly forgotten that our God is an awesome God. That is a quick verse right there, man. Hallelujah, Jesus. So look, we're going to do one more song tonight just to... If you have a need tonight, I want you to come up to the altar, and, and we're definitely going to want to, we're going to pray for you, but we're just going to do one more slower song. It's that one fresh fire that we did Sunday. Just, just a time of, of coming up if you want to come to the altar, you know, just love on Jesus a little bit more.
come and consume me my heart is ready god if i burn i'll burn for you right there stay right there so come and consume me my heart is ready god if i burn i burn for you no hesitation no hesitation without reservation God if I burn I burn for you no hesitation I was just here to see if y'all were singing God if I burn I burn for you come on give me fresh give me a fresh fresh fire Give me a fresh, fresh fire. I want what you desire. I wanna burn for you. Give me a fresh, fresh fire. Give me a fresh, fresh fire. I want what you desire. I wanna burn for you. One of the things I really like about this song is it's simple. Not a lot in it. Every breath I'm breathing, every moment I'm giving, God, if I live, I live for you. Every breath I'm breathing, every moment I'm giving, God, if I live, I live for you. I love your presence. I love your presence. You are my obsession. God, if I live, I live for you. Fresh fire, come on. Give me a fresh, fresh fire. Give me a fresh, fresh fire. I want what you desire. I want to burn for you. Give me a fresh, fresh fire. A fresh, fresh fire. I want what you desire. I want to burn for you. I want to burn for you, Jesus. So light a match, let it go, set a blaze. Uncontrolled. I want that fire. I want that fire. So light a match. Let it go. Set a blaze. Uncontrolled. I want that fire. I want that fire. One more time. Come on. So light a match. Let it go. Set a blaze. Uncontrolled. I want that that fire come on I want that fire 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 so give me a fresh fresh fire give me a fresh fresh fire I want what you desire. 
I want to burn for you. You'd be a fresh, fresh fire. I want that fresh, fresh fire. I want what you desire. I want to burn for you. One more time. Be a fresh, fresh fire. Be a fresh, fresh fire. I want what you desire. I want to burn for you, Lord. Come on, give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you turn and greet somebody before you sit down tonight. I'm going to try to get untangled out of all this mess. Hallelujah. Jesus. Here it is. It's good to see everybody. Let's see if I can get this. Got to move all my stuff. Whew. Let me get my iPad down there. And yeah, we can come right here on the floor, Mike. Just got to get the stand. Oh, you got it? Okay. We'll go ahead. Hallelujah. Whew. Well, hey, if y'all didn't know, uh, Jonathan and Becca had a healthy baby boy. So, and they made it home today. So finally they got home, and so now the fight begins. The two mamas are at the house. Duke and it, no. <laughs> they love each other until it comes to holding the baby. No, not really. They get along, I think. <laughs> They're probably watching. That's what I'm doing with it. I was actually picking at Allison earlier today. I talked to her on the phone. She said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go after I get off of work. I'm going to give, you know, my mom time to, to hold her. I said, I said, girl, you know you're going to take off early today. Probably so. <laughs> I said, come on. You know you're going to do that. So, hallelujah. Well, Brother Jose's got something he was going to share that the Lord had put on his heart. And uh, I'll let him take care of all that. I asked him if he was going to preach. He said, no. He's standing behind the mic up here. It's the same thing. Yeah. I didn't have a message. I didn't have a message. Uh, well, that's what this is. No, this is just a word the Lord gave me. Well, you trying? Yeah, you trying? You trying to keep pushing and pushing? <laughs> that's right. But no, Sunday morning, during this song that we just sang. Lord, show me something. If you look up at the cross with the stage lights on, if you look at it, it's two and three dimensions on the wall. And this is what the Lord was telling me. He said he is doing a great shaking in the natural and in the spiritual. He is shaking up the spirits like never before. The dead and dry spirits are going to come alive in his people. They are going to start prophesying, sick going to be healed, blind eyes will be opened. He said then in the natural, he's going to shake, do a shaking in places we would never think there would be a shaking. And there will be, it will be big. They will be big. And people's eyes are going to start to be opened and they're going to start turning their lives to Jesus. This is what the Lord told me Sunday morning. And last night I was reading my Bible. He told me, see, you need to get this word out. Not just to a few people. It needs to go out. 
But I'm going to hold it back. Is it? I thought you were going to sit and rest a little while. <laughs> you know, I, we, we pick about that stuff a lot, but you know what? I'm always trying to pull. He's always, I'm always pushing, but actually I'm pulling. I'm pulling. Because there's stuff inside of him and others that, that you know, they're all, oh, you're trying to push me. But I know there's things inside of him, so I'm constantly pulling, trying to get him out of there because he's always trying to hold him back. He's always trying to hold back what, what God is wanting to use him for. And, and But you know what? I understand. But just like any good pastor, he's always pulling. So don't think I'm always pushing you. Sometimes I'm pulling. Sometimes I'm pushing you because you need to be pushed. Sometimes I tie the rope around you and I pull, but that just depends which way you're looking. So, but... I just saw somebody hide behind their phone because they knew they were guilty. See, that's, that's conviction of the Holy Ghost. I never mentioned them. You see, I never mentioned them. But why is it we do that when the Holy Ghost is convicting us? You see, that's I just... Anyways. I want to share with you a little bit out of John chapter 17 tonight. Did you know this is the longest prayer that we have written down from Jesus? This chapter. It is 26 verses. Is the longest written. I didn't realize it until I was reading in one of the commentaries that it is the longest written prayer we have from Jesus. And I find it interesting what Jesus is praying before his arrest. This, this is in between the two, okay? Um, so we're going to read through them, and, and we're going to talk about them. We will have them on the screen for you as well. But it's, I, I'm, again, I'm reading it in the message Bible, and uh, I just think it's interesting, the prayer that he prayed. So let's let's go through this. It's 26 verses, so can we read the Bible in church? Is that still okay? Okay, all right. I was hoping so. If not, I know another church down the road I can go to. So they may not let me preach, but at least I can read my Bible there. No, I just missed it. All right, John chapter 17 says, Jesus said these things, then raised his eyes in prayer. Ooh, that's small. Hallelujah. Oh, well, it'd be all right. It's on the screen. I didn't tell you it was going to be uh, visible to read. No. He said, Father, it's time. Display the bright splendor of your son. So the son in turn may show your bright splendor. You put in him a charge of everything human so he might give real and eternal life to all in his charge. And this is the real and eternal life that they know you the one and only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you sent, I glorified you on earth by completing down the last detail what you assigned me to do. And now, Father, glorify me with your very own splendor, the very splendor I had in your presence before there was a world. I spelled out your character in detail to the men and women you gave me. They were yours in the first place, then you gave them to me. And they have now done what, and they have now done what you said, they now know beyond the shadow of a doubt that everything you gave me is firsthand from you. For the message you gave me, I gave them, and they took it and were convinced that I came from you. They believe that you sent me, and I pray for them. Look, look at this part. I'm not praying for the God-rejecting world, but for those you gave me, for they are yours by right. 
Everything mine is yours and yours is mine. And my life is on display in them. For I'm no longer going to be visible in this world. They'll continue in this world while I return to you. Holy Father, guard them as they pursue this life that you conferred as a gift through me. So they can be one heart and one mind as we are one heart and one mind. As long as I was with them, I guarded them in the pursuit of the life you gave through me. I even posted a night watch, and not one of them got away except the rebel bent on destruction, exception that proved the rule of the scripture. Verse 13. Now I'm returning to you. I'm saying these things in the world's hearing so my people can experience my joy completed in them. I gave them your word. The godless world hated them because of it, because they did not join the world's ways, just as I didn't join the world's ways. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but you guard them from the evil one. They're no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. Make them wholly consecrated with the truth. Your word is consecrating truth. In the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. I'm consecrating myself for their sake so they'll be truth consecrated in their mission. Look at verse 20. Now he's praying for other. I'm praying not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. The goal is for all of them to become one heart and one mind, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. So they might be one heart and one mind with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them. So they'll be as unified and together as we are. I in them and you in me. Then they'll be mature in the oneness and give the godless world evidence that you've sent me and loved them in the same way you've loved me. Father, I want those you gave me to be with me right where I am so they can see my glory and the splendor you gave me. Having loved me long before they ever was a, there ever was a world, righteous Father, the world has never known you, but I have known you and these disciples know that you sent me on this mission. I have made your very being known to them who you are and what you do and continue to make it known so that your love for me might be in them exactly as I am in them. That is a, a very detailed, awesome prayer. But I want us to look a little bit back up here. If you go back to verse 13 through 19, I'm not asking that you take them out of the world. But that you guard them from the evil one. That no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. Make them wholly consecrated with the truth. Your word is consecrating truth. The same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. See, we have a mission and a purpose. And if you only thought it was in one place, the Great Commission... You've seen it now twice. And he spells it out so eloquently right here in, in this prayer. 
that he was praying that God would use us in the world just like he did him. And that we would be consecrated and holy with the truth of his word and in his life that we we continue on with his mission. Could you imagine he's praying this knowing what he's fixing to have to go to? And I think that's part of why he prayed specifically for one group and one group and one group. He, you know, he he was breaking up his prayer. But like he said, I think he was praying it that way so we could hear it and have it documented down. Jesus came to show us the father. And you see in this prayer right here, and it's so interesting that, that Jesus is the name above all names and he's the only name above heaven that man might get saved. But he never says in here that I came to show men me. It was never about Jesus. Think about that for just a second. We make everything about Jesus. But he never came to be about him. He was only here to represent his father and to show his father's character and in who he is so that we would want to have a relationship with him. In so doing, what happened? He is now the name above all names. Right now he has been elevated because he made himself of nothing. Guys, we've got to live our life in, in representative of for Jesus, acting like Jesus did, not necessarily seeking a limelight. Not worrying about if anybody ever knows our name. It's not about us. It's about him. And too many people in the world don't know the true Jesus. They know what they see on TV and, and, and they know what the world has told them about Jesus. But what the world needs to see is true believers that are walking and talking the truth of his word and living it out. Living it out. The, the days of hiding, we make mistakes, have got to, they've got to fall. Because you know what? People need to see the reality. Of, you know what? We make mistakes. I make mistakes. And I repent of those mistakes and I turn away from them and, and I continue on with the path of, of following after Christ. We've, we've got to be like Jesus even in this prayer that, you know what? Sometimes we're not praying for the lost world. We're just praying for fellow believers. Some days we're praying for a lost world. Some days we're not. Why? Because we just blanket prayer a lot of times. We just throw things out there, don't we? We just throw them out there and see what happens. But we don't ever see Jesus, like, like how detailed out every bit of this prayer was. Because Jesus understood one thing. Our words have power. Power. And that's why, you know, you, you've heard this before in church if you've been around a while. That's why when Jesus called Lazarus from the dead, he just didn't said, hey, you, come here. Because they all would have got up. Which who? I'm who? Lazarus, come forth. You know, if you, Mary, get your brother up. You know, it's, yeah. Well, she had two brothers. And you see, words have power. And we've got we've to protect our mouth and protect what God has sent us to this world to do. And, you know, what, what's so amazing to me as well is as I read this, he, he talks about the mission. What's your mission? Do you have a mission? Do you have a mission? Or is it just to, to come to church and, and fulfill a quota and check a block? 
Or is there something burning on the inside of you that God has given you a dream or a vision or a passion? And you say, well, you know, Pastor, I've had this passion for this for many, many years and or a dream of seeing this come to pass. You know, maybe that's part of the, the God-given mission for your life. Because here we see that he spells out what his mission is. I spelled out your character in detail. He went through and listed all of those things of what his mission was. We have a mission. What is your mission? What are you dreaming to see? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing right now a dream come to pass that I had over 20 years ago. Over 20 years ago. With, with the church that we're being able to go up and help in this other community, that was a, that was a dream God gave me many, many years ago of one church pouring into another. And I called it the Ant Hill because that's how God represented it to me. And you know what? We're going to see that again. What, what dream do you have that you've just been holding back that we can grab a hold of and pull out? What dream do you have inside you? Because, guys, that's how we're going to continue to reach a community, and that's how we're going to continue to help. Because Jesus came to fulfill a mission. And you know what? I don't want to die before I fulfill mine. I don't want to die with things undone. I don't want to get to the end of this race and say, well, God, I wish I had more time. And he'd be like, but you wasted time. I, I'm, listen, I didn't get saved till I was in my 20s. I ain't got time to waste. <laughs> I don't have time to waste. I, I want to get to work and, and find out what God is really wanting from me and from others. And that's why I pray that, that God would, would allow me to pull things out of you. Pull things out of you. I'm still pulling on some of y'all. But others, you know, come a little easier. I was giving somebody a hard time. I'm sorry. What is it? We're in this part of the season where we're where we look at it as now we need to go into a mourning season as Jesus is arrested and beaten and all the things. Guys, I don't go into a mourning season because every bit of it was planned and it had a purpose. And if I sit there and cry about the fact of what happened to him right now. Sunday, we're going to talk about the end of the beginning. Luke chapter 24, if you want to go start reading it. Go read Luke chapter 24 and you'll, you'll be ahead for Sunday when we get into that. Jesus knew it wasn't the end. He knew it was just the beginning. Where are you at in life? Are you towards your end? doesn't matter how old you are. This prayer, once again, dis displays to us. Chapter uh, verse 24 down there. Father, I want those that you gave me to be with me right where I am. So they can see my glory, the splendor you gave me, having loved me long before there was ever a world. Jesus wants us to be with him. But he wants us to be with him in splendor and glory, which means that we have to fulfill our mission. Fulfilling our mission is bringing glory to the Father. So my question for you tonight is, what's inside of you that you just won't pull out, that you won't let come out, that you've been hiding back, what, what's inside of you that you just, Pastor, I don't have anything. Oh, yeah, you do. Trust me, you got something in there. Something you've been wanting to see for a long time. <laughs> and can I say it as boldly as this? And your excuse probably is, well, the church hasn't decided to do it yet, so I can't be a part of it. See, that's the mentality we got to get out of. That's the religious mentality. And that's, and that's like one of my pastors years ago. That I went to him and said, hey, you know, uh, I, I feel I need to do this citywide outreach. And he just kept doing this north and south thing with his head. Yeah, I want to go do this, this, this. And he kept doing this north and south thing 
with his head. And finally, I'm just sitting here doing this, you know, like what? what? And finally, he says, what do you want from me? Uh, well, I'd like to do this citywide outreach. He said, Rich, God didn't tell me to do it. He told you to do it. What do you want from me to help you? Because I won't go do it for you. <laughs> oh, the difference was, is I had been in a church for many years where I would go tell my pastor I want to do a citywide outreach and he'd help me plan it. It's time we grow up. It's time we grow up. Because you know what I generally tell people? If they have a plan and they want to do something and they want me to figure it all out, then I'm going to be in charge. And it may not come out the way you want it. If I got to put all the thought in it, I might as well run it the way I want to. <laughs> Just being honest. But you know what? I believe God's got something in all of us here. I do. And, and right here we see that God gave us a mission. And it's to go out and show the world his glory. But the question is, is how are you going to show him his glory? Being the best Jesus you can possibly be, and that's fulfilling your mission. So that's what the Lord's had on my heart. Actually, he's had me focusing on Sunday for, for a long time now, which distracts me. I try not to completely focus on Sunday until after Wednesday, but that did not happen. This is what the God's had on my heart. I have known you and these disciples know that you sent me on this mission. What's your vision inside? I want to pray for us tonight. What's your vision? What's your mission? And don't tell me I don't know. There's one in there. There's one in there. God's got a purpose for every one of us, and it's not just to fill a chair. It's not. And it's time we figure it out. Because there's a dying and hurting world out there that's waiting on us. The Bible says that the, the whole earth is waiting for the sons and daughters that they might be, what, revealed uh-oh, somebody's texting me. Who's texting me what now? Mm. That's pretty good, Robin. I like that. Anybody have one they'd like to share real quick? Just a brief something? That was from Robin. That's not my fault. My son told me, hey, why don't you ask what they want? Anybody have one they want to share? Because you know what you might find is other people have something similar and they want to join with you to help you bring it to pass. Anybody? Okay, I'll share just a, just a moment more, just just to kind of prime your pump, see if that works. Is is seeing this church up here that that we're going to continue to go up there and pour into this church? Uh, we met with them Sunday night. I met with their leadership, and you know what? They're excited about us coming to do this. And you know what? We're going to have Sunday revival, not this Sunday, but every Sunday after that, as many as we can do. We're going to have Sunday night revival every week there, every week, and we're going to come in, man, with fire. We had an amazing altar time Sunday night over there. Brother, the fire of God was in that place. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that were there knew the fire of God was in that place. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. Just, just come and experience it with us. Because you know what we're doing? We're bringing the fire that we have here, and we're depositing it there, and we're coming back here and getting some more, and we're going to deposit it there. And we're going to see if it'll change the community, guys. And you know what will happen? When we're done with that one, we'll find another one. <laughs> we'll go find another one. And we it's a whole lot more work. But boy, we had a blast. Listen, we, you know, as soon as service was over with, I had to go meet with them. Everybody else packed up. We got back here at about 930. They packed everything in. Tuesday, I came and set my piano back up. 
That's it. On we cut up and learned all kind of. I learned things about Jamie. No, not really. I'm just picking on you. Oh, <laughs> no. But you know, we're just cutting up the whole time. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So, Robin, do you have one? I saw him walk down here, which told me he probably had one. Okay. The bathroom, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know how he tells the story. Well, I think he told it Sunday actually. Of the uh, he went with his friend to that that church in the middle of nowhere called the Holy Ghost Explosion. I've never seen that, and I want to see that. I've never walked into a building and dropped to my knees because of the thick presence. What I have seen is a cloud in the back of the room when there was no fog machine. And that was when I didn't care for God. But now that I do, what else can I see? I always expect to see something when I come to church. Like, what's going to happen today? What's going to happen Sunday? Whose lives going to get changed Sunday? That's what you have to ex you expect something and you'll find it. Just like anyone's ever played on a, a, a team, some sports team or whatever, you have to have the mentality of I'm going to win so you'll actually try. Because if you walk into a game knowing you're going to lose, you're not going to try your hardest. You're not going to pray your hardest if you don't expect anything to happen. So the vision I want to see is I want to walk into this church one day and drop to my knee because I can't stand what I always want to see. I want to see people laid all over this floor and all these chairs stacked up and not enough room on this floor to walk. I want to walk in practically blind because the smoke's so thick in here. I want the fire department to pull up seeing the smoke thinking it's on fire, but it is on fire for God. Give you some praise now. That, come on, that's, that's praiseworthy. Hey, you know that did happen, right? There's documented proof that that happened. At Azusa Street, there was numerous times that the fire department actually showed up and the firemen would say they could see visible flames. Visible flames. Yeah. And you know it was in an old stable, and they said when the presence would come in, the smell would leave. Come on. Yeah, that's... Listen, if we got to you know, go over to Tootie's uh, barn to have church, man, we'll, we'll do it. Now, the difference is, is Azusa Street was, you know, that, man, that would be a greater miracle. The presence come in, the mosquitoes leave. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus can amen on that one. So, listen, we've got we've to see what God wants. We, we've got to start dreaming, guys. Y'all know I don't like boring church. Now, come on. I, I want to see the power of God fall in this place. And, and just consume us and, you know, and, and have just such a good time. So, so listen, I want to pray for us tonight. And uh, nobody else has one they want to share. I don't want to keep talking. Okay, all right. I just don't want to keep rambling. I wasted as much time as I could. You know, I don't like to do that either. See what God has to say. Let's go eat or something. You know, I like to eat. So I, I said, if you haven't been, you should go. Jonathan and I were talking the other day uh, after we left the service, and I said, you know, this could be the, 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 the coals that begin a fire in that area. And I don't know about anybody else that was there, but I know that when I was up there and we were playing, we did the same worship songs that we did here Sunday morning. 
same songs, but the anointing changed. The anointing was different. The anointing was stronger. And the only time I see that is when, if you don't know my wife and I, we have a, a singing group. We go out and sing different churches. And that's the only other time that I've seen that anointing change like that. And it's like God says, hey, you can let your hair down and just let it go now. You're in different territory. Those people need to see that anointing fall. That anointing was splashing like water splashing on a fire, but it wasn't putting the fire out. It was like fuel. It was just fueling it. And that altar time was awesome. So if you get a chance to go, hey, look, we'll pack the bus, and then we'll, we'll get some other vehicles. We'll take as many as we can. That's our chance to pour into them and, first off, save a church. Second off, possibly a revival begin in the area. And when you drive up that area in Bentley, you can see there's a Baptist church on every other corner. There's plenty of churches. But what are they, what are they doing for God? Are they really on fire? That's what I want to see. I want to see those signs and wonders that from the anointing actually filling a room. Pastor was joking about gold dust. I want to see that. I, I want to get some. Some people are like, that ain't Jesus. Listen, I, if, if somebody want to pour out a bunch of gold dust, I'm just going to put it up and bring it melted down. I don't care. Praise, I'll just praise God all the way to the bank with it. So, so listen, I'm going to pray for us tonight. And you know what? Let's, let's dream, man. Let's dream. Let's dream. Think, think, think about this for a second. Mike or, or, or you know, Chip, I, I, you know, we had about, what, 15, maybe 20 people here four and a half years ago, you know? I think our highest number was 115, 111. People getting saved, people getting touched. Why we can't do that again up there? You know, somebody asked me, Pastor, how did, how did y'all read rebuild the church like that it's you know it's it's in the middle of nowhere you know some programs no amazing worship team if you want to call me and that piano uh amazing because i was by myself for a long time and god started bringing people i said nope i said we fought for the presence of god every service and we let god work out the rest and we still fight for the presence every service. I said, you want to you see how to build a church? Is you fight for the presence of God. And people will start coming because people are hungry. And I got a text today from, from a gentleman that was there that was actually a minister. He was visiting his parents. And he told me, he says, you know, so appreciative. He says, you got some hungry people in Marsville. <laughs> he was watching you guys. <laughs> so, so listen, let me pray for us tonight so we can get out of here, man, and visit whatever we want to do. But look, if you're here in this place tonight and, and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you're even online, and we've talked about the prayer of Jesus, or maybe you tuned in, don't even know why. Jesus Christ died for your sins, and he loves you. And he wants to forgive you of, of the things that you've done so you can have a relationship with the Father. And if you're in this place tonight, or you're even online, I want you to, to start by asking him, Jesus, forgive me for what I have done. Wash me and cleanse me of all the sins that I have committed against you and the Father. And I accept you as my Lord and I accept you as my Savior, Jesus. 
You are the son of God. You came to earth. You lived. You died. And the father rose you back to life again. And now you sit in heaven. Thank you for forgiving me. And thank you for being my Lord and my Savior. Guys, that prayer starts you on a journey. And so they're, they're probably going to put that on. Text me and let me know that, that you've done that. I want to connect with you and help you. Text me so that I'll know that, that I can pray with you and help you connect to a local church. But if you're here, I want you to come talk to me as well. But now I want to pray over you that, Father, I thank you that you have a mission for all of us. I thank you that that mission is inside of every believer. But, Lord, tonight I know there are some that may not even realize the mission. They may not even realize what it is that you want them to do. I pray that that dream, that vision would come back to light. Give them a fresh vision, God, of the mission that you have for them. Give them a burning desire for that mission. Lord, that they don't even sleep well because they want to think about it constantly on, on how it would impact lives or how it would bring you glory. Lord, let it be evident, and I rebuke the enemy that would come and try to steal it and try to hinder it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for allowing Jesus to come to this planet and die for us, for a wretched people. And Lord, let us never forget what he did, and let us continually pray through this week that, that through this time of the year when so many people will come to the house of God that don't know you, that their lives will be forever impacted, forever touched. And I saw this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you agree with that tonight, say amen. 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 Listen, love you guys. Hey, pray for the Sunday service. Pray for the Sunday service because I'm already telling you, man, what God has been speaking to me about that service, is it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Amen. Love you guys. Uh, hey, you know, go see some pictures. Jonathan's got some pictures over there of the baby. And uh, continue to pray for, for Sister Julie. And it's good to see you back. She went spend some time with her, with her son, which was much needed. So continue to pray for them as well. And I don't know, there's some others we can continue to pray for. I, actually, I got a text from somebody earlier, that, that person that called, and um, just wanting prayer. People are hungry, guys. So, amen. Love you guys, and I will see you Sunday morning. Don't forget prayer, 9, 9.30, 9.15. What time are we doing it now? I forget. 9.15, 9.30, yeah. I forget. I'm always busy up there with the worship team and all that, so I forget. So love you guys. We'll see you then. Come ready for service because it's going to be crazy. Amen. Come with expectation.